Well, let's get going. Uh, this is kind of we're going to look through the um, the leads uh, when they sent out the uh, first message about the giveaway. We're going to just double check and and kind of look and see who we think might be the winner. Uh, Bailey, since you're on here as well, um, if you don't mind, look through there. Uh, kind of give us another eyes. Um, I think I know who it is, but I just want to make sure because nobody really got just perfectly uh, spot on. So just double check us. Thanks, man. All right. Well, let's get going on this. And then uh, in a few minutes, we'll kind of we'll, we'll give, I'd say, about five to ten minutes of uh, basketball. And then we'll kind of announce the, the winner. And then we'll kind of keep going for a little bit longer if some people want to join in um, and talk about what just happened. So, Ryan, first thoughts. What in the world just happened? Um, RIP to Dragic's foot. Hopefully he's okay and Bam's okay, but really it's just the Lakers role players hit their threes. Like I don't, I don't know what else to say about that game. It started off slow. He took that little lead on him, started to feel. I think everybody got a little excited too early. Like, oh, this is going to be a series, you know? We hey, we told you, and then the onslaught just happened. And I mean, when you're shooting sixty percent. For a first half, I mean, <laughs> any team's going to do that. So when you shoot poorly and the other team is unstoppable, this is the result that you get. This happens. So I don't know if looking forward, if the Heat should be freaking out. Now, obviously, you worry a little bit about the injuries to see how extensive they are. I know we've heard that Dragic is more than likely done, but they don't know for sure. Mm. And Bam with the sprained shoulder, I believe, is what it is. Yeah. He's, he's obviously tough, so he's going to fight through it. But Dragic is a huge loss. Um, but it's not like this thing is 100% over, but it's about 98%. <laughs> yeah, and that's the sad part of um... – this series, I, I thought initially that it would be a little bit um, kind of lopsided just because you have uh, one of the best in the world, uh, we'll say, top definitely two of all time, so we don't have to have that discussion tonight. Um, and having LeBron on your team anytime gives you the edge. But when you have um, an injury that, that takes out somebody who has been undervalued this entire run to the championship, uh, with Dragic, he has been their, I guess, most solid player this entire uh, three three series stretch so far, and coming into here, and he was plus one in his in his fifteen minutes. I and I know um, we're, we're the guys on the free basketball podcast with the lead, but one of our other guy, our co-host, he hates that we always go back to the plus minus, but we always <laughs> use it as a kind of a barometer just to kind of look and see what it says, see, kind of see what it looks like. And honestly, plus one in 15 minutes, and then he gets hurt. So that's kind of when the Lakers kind of take off a little bit on their run, and this kind of turns out to a lopsided uh, victory. So, Well, I'll kind of push back a little bit on that because LeBron was hunting Dragic, Hero, and Duncan in pick and roll. Like, that's what he was looking for, and it forced the help. And the guy just in the strong side corner, whenever that happened, you noticed all night tonight, you, where you watched that game, 
basically there's three Laker players standing in the opposite corner as far away as they can from LeBron in the strong side corner. And so the only help that really can bring is from that strong side corner. And he hit that corner so many times and they just knocked down that shot. So I think what was going to happen is going to happen tonight, regardless of Dragic's injury. Maybe instead of it being an 18-point loss, it's only a 8- to 12-point loss. But Dragic is not a fantastic defender. I don't think him staying in the game would have really made that much of a difference. And it was just LeBron and AD take over. And we said it before, like, we didn't understand why the Nuggets kept allowing LeBron and AD to just kill them in isolation. The Heat were starting with help, but the help actually bailed LeBron and AD out. So then they had to respect the rest of them. And that's when LeBron and AD started getting the lanes. And that's when the game was gone. Like, it was done by then. So Dragic's loss is more of a hurt for the Heat on offense to me. I don't know if it makes that much of a difference overall impact, especially on the defensive end, because I think offensively what the Lakers did was still going to happen regardless if Dragic was in there or not. Like, it was just their night. Like, it just was. Right. Yeah, I agree. And and this was a game that they, they shot, you know, very well early on, uh, the Lakers did. But as you see, and we'll kind of get into this kind of after we announce the winner, uh, we're still trying to tally up the votes. We have a tie, uh, so just kind of stay tuned. Uh, me and the other couple other guys with the lead are trying to figure out how we're going to break the tie and what's the actual tiebreaker. Uh, just real quick, so uh, give us a second on that. But we're just but looking at uh, this the box score. Honestly, they I know that the Lakers didn't care as much midway through the fourth quarter. That's when they kind of bounce back a little bit. But as you can kind of see, just as this, uh, the Heat and the Celtics played, the Heat just ran out on the Celtics. And I said uh, very early on that this game will come back. Sometimes you get a quick run out. But these game, these teams are kind of closer than what this score actually shows. The only problem that you're going to have is the injuries. If the injuries are there, then there's no way they're close. But I think this this is closer than what the box score shows just because they shot so well. If you look at the, the final stats, they're pretty close on percentages. I, I know the Lakers shot, you know, what, 8% better in three-point? That's not that much. Uh, it, it, it is, but it's just because they – I don't know. I, I know I'm talking in circles right now, but it's just I think this series is not over unless the injuries are as bad as everybody says. So I, I hope that that's not the case. But uh, Well, with the threes, I mean, they were shooting like 57% halfway through the third quarter, and then the Heat just decided, look, let's just go with our original plan. Let's keep trying to help and clog the lane, and let's just see if they keep making them. And then the Lakers started missing them. Like, this is what the Lakers do. They haven't been a consistent shooting team all year. So they just started flat out missing. So (laughs) I don't, like, strategic-wise, heading into game two, yeah, it changes your lineups a little bit if Drogic is going to be out. And, of course, with Jimmy's ankle, who knows how severe that is. But I stick with the same strategy and dare – KCP, Danny Green, and Markeith Morris, and Rondo to shoot me out again. 
because right. you have to live with that. If I lose the NBA Finals because those four guys and Kyle Kuzma shot 50% from three on me, I can go with my fall. Like, I can live for the next couple months with that. I cannot live with AD and LeBron scoring 60 points and having a combined 27 rebounds. I just can't live like that. So if I'm going to lose this series, and I think Spo will definitely do this, he'll stick with his original game plan and just hope like the Lakers are who they've been all year, and that's a poor three-point shooting team. So I think that's about as best as you can do. <laughs> yeah, I think you see some changes that come out. Uh, game two is, um, and I and I would, and I'm not a big fan of this guy, as, as some people that know that listen to me of Kendrick Nunn, but he started for you all season long. I know he kind of got in the doghouse a little bit, but he showed you that he can put up points and that he can actually provide you something that you need and somebody to kind of move the offense a little bit forward uh, instead of just being so stagnant as a lot of their role players are. Um, and so, like, Andre Godala and Solomon Hill, they're just vets that don't really do much but just kind of make good decisions. Um, Andre Godala is just kind of a shell of himself at this point. But I think Kendrick Nunn jumps into the starting lineup and kind of takes over for Drogic, and hopefully Bam is back and Butler has a you know day to rest the ankle and kind of gets back to normal. So, I think you're going to see something different, but what they cannot have is Tyler Hero and Andre Iguodala putting up almost negative 30s by halftime. That just means <laughs> that either you you just are not trying or you are very bad at defense because <laughs> the rest of your team is not – they're not there. They're not that high in the negatives. Yeah, so – I just think they're taking advantage uh, the Lakers who are vets. Uh, they're taking advantage of some of these matchups. And uh, everybody wanted to be um, crowned Tyler Hero as the next big thing. Some people are calling him in a redraft a top three pick. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> it's a little up there. Uh, I'm definitely not taking uh, uh, him over Jar Zion, but uh, we can talk about RJ if you really want to, but I'm still taking RJ Barrett. So anyway, all right, so let's go ahead and get on to this, uh, this giveaway. And uh, there has been kind of a, a, a tiebreaker, we'll say. Uh, let me get into my message real quick, if you don't mind. Give me one second. All right, so there's two guys that have tied. And the parameters were this, as you give us the points, the rebounds and the assist of LeBron James tonight. And without going over, <laughs> you would be the winner if you got the closest. Well, we have Woody, who is at Greywood underscore three, it looks like, or the third. Um, and then Stevie, uh, who's a Mickey Mouse fan and a Rockets fan, maybe. Who knows? Um, and he's at Shot Clock, and I don't even know the rest of his stuff right now. But... With that being said, they both Woody put up twenty five eleven and seven, which is four points off. Stevie put up twenty three eleven and nine, which is four points off as well. The tiebreaker goes to Woody with getting the points correct. So the tiebreaker is the points in the in this scenario. So Woody at Greywood underscore the third, you are the winner of the gift card. So Woody, if you're out there. Somewhere listening, you you won. Uh, 
No, but just want to let everybody know, and I know this is going to be recorded and sent out to other people, so if they're not on here right now, they can listen to this at another time. Um, So that's definitely – we want to give him a shout-out. But just want to let you all know that uh, we're going to continue to keep keep doing these, from my understanding, and that to check back Friday for the next giveaway. So I'm guessing there is not one. I don't know, Ethan, if you know if there's one or not the next time. for the next game Friday is the next game. So sorry. Yes. Friday is the next game. I forgot what day it was. Friday is the next game and we will get, there we get another giveaway. I'm not sure exactly who is going to, uh, to do it, but yes, um, please, please, uh, check back with them again because they'll be doing another, um, follow along, find out exactly what player they're going to pick and do that. Um, but just kind of tied up some loose central quick. We are at the lead. SM on Twitter, the lead sports media. We are actually two of the three guys who do the free basketball podcast. Uh, we are part of the lead as well now. And so just going to make sure that um, from now on, we're kind of going to break down the game a little bit and give it a little bit more, probably for another 15 minutes, I would say we'll probably go for. So if anybody else wants to hop on, uh, we'll be more than happy to keep on going. But uh, if anybody has any questions, feel free to drop them in the discussion part. If you have something you want to say and you want to hop up here, feel free. Uh, so uh, you're more the merrier because I am bad at watching LeBron James play basketball. I'm just not a fan. So it's, this hurts me. It's, yeah, I, my question was, how are you going to talk about this game for another 15 minutes? Uh, well, I was actually just going <laughs> to sit here and let you talk for 15 minutes about how LeBron has the best hair in all of uh, basketball. I, I actually do have um, – I don't know how many listen, like if everybody's a big podcast kind of people, but the overwhelming majority I've heard of people say, you know, a lot of the top media guys, and, you know, they try to be clever and comparing like old school um, NBA finals, you know, like, oh, this is like such and such final or this is like such and such final. And I – I started to see that everyone was comparing it to the Pistons and like oh four oh five beating the Lakers, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of ridiculous, honestly. To me, when I kind of looked at it, it kind of reminded me like in the style that the teams play. I mean, obviously the personnel's not going to be similar, but in the styles, it reminded me more of the last time Dwight was in the finals in 2009. And if you remember the Lakers beat the magic four one in that series, but you just had the different styles where the magic spread you out, shot a lot of threes, one guy in the middle, kind of like what bam does now for the heat and just a lot of movement, a lot of threes. And the Lakers were just like an old school team, you know, but that first game, here's the kind of comparison. I actually looked this up after I thought about it, the comparison in game one of that series the Lakers beat the Magic by 25. So it was a blowout, and then game two was an overtime game. So I don't know. Obviously, the Magic didn't have injuries like what the Heat might be incurring right now. Right. But history suggests through a couple of these games, through a couple of these finals, that after a game one blowout, usually game two is pretty darn close of a game. And usually, an overtime situation 
Because in that same series, game two went to overtime. The Lakers pulled it out, though. Magic won game three in a four-point win. And then game four was another overtime win by the Lakers. And then the Lakers finished it off in game five. So everyone looks back and sees it as a 4-1 series. But two of the games going to overtime and just those, you know, game one was a blowout. So that was kind of what I thought I'd didn't see any similarity to the Pistons at all and was kind of surprised that people were comparing him comparing this series to that because I just do not see that at all I think it's more like 2009 which kind of led to I always thought the Lakers were going to win in five and six in this series anyways and just kind of looking back after I thought about this series like okay yeah it's definitely even though it was close in overtime games, definitely confirmed like this is a five or six game series, six at max. Yeah, this is, and, and unfortunately, and I would always kind of bring back the uh, the injuries. Um, I I will say that Drogic is probably more serious than Bam, so we'll kind of rule Drogic out for the most part. But going forward, as you said, that these next game, this second game, can be very pivotal. And be closer than what people want to give because you saw and you remember that first game about how dominating you know the Lakers were with with LeBron and AD. This second game, I think, like you just said, is going to be close because these are professional athletes. They're there for a reason. You can't write off uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam, Hero, Duncan, and Spolstra that easily. And I know there's many more people on that team, but I think this team is is full of some vets that are hard nosed, as well as some young kids who don't know better, and a coach who is is pretty good. He's probably top five in the league, I'd say. And so it's hard to write off a team like that. And so I think game two Friday night special. I think you see a different Miami um, Heat team come out there, and so I think that's what you'll see um, just kind of come on the floor, and it will not be a blowout. I could see this game going to six because I think Miami can grab two away from the Lakers somewhere. Unfortunately, I said the Heat in six until (laughs) uh, Drogic got injured and then the rest of the team got injured. So, yeah, what I'm kind of curious is if he's going to start, if he's going to start Tyler Harrow or no, if he's going to start Kendrick Nunn from what Nunn did tonight and kind of keep the same kind of style that Drogic played with and still bring Hero off the bench. That's what I'm kind of curious is this he's going to do. Yeah, why would you not? He's already started for you before. Uh, everybody's hero, Tyler Hero, just put up a negative 35 in a game. He obviously has not shown – he doesn't – he's had it that last series. Kind of, he kind of felt himself. He was he was going the right direction. He was shooting. The, he was shooting well. That was the main part. If he's shooting well, then that kind of helps his his game step up. But when he's not, he gets lost on defense. If you watch that last game, he's a lot of times on the backside, and he it gets ball watching. And that that guy on the on the weak side is just backdoor cutting. And he's and he's not even he's not even helping at all trying to get there because he doesn't even know his guy has the ball. So uh, also on backside rebounds, he's not able to get into the paint and get around that guy for the rebound. You saw Dwight Howard continue to get rebounds over everybody, but on that side, the backside, 
is that's where Dwight goes because he's not on ball side. Dwight Howard is not somebody who you're going to run through the, uh, you know, to score through. So he's going to be on the back side of the uh, offense. And if you don't have good backside defense, then he's going to eat you alive with rebounding and putbacks and just kind of making sure keeping the ball in his possessions. And so I think, I think that's what's been important. And I think they'll look and they'll see that on tape. And so I don't think that'll be an issue going forward, but uh, they have to make sure they crack down, and I wouldn't be opposed if they want to go back to uh, zone defense again. I, yeah, I, do, I just don't think they can play zone in this series. <laughs> Why? Like, I just think the Lakers because of are Danny too Green. good. No, because LeBron Alex and Caruso? AD are too good. But like they're LeBron not, they don't AD, want to shoot threes. The, that's the point. They're not going to settle. They're going to get to the basket. They're not going to be the Celtics who just shoot the first open thing. Anthony, they're not going to do that. Anthony Davis does not want to do anything that the hard way. He just doesn't. Anthony Davis wants to get what's easy because he is more of a kind of a free flow offensive guy. And I, so I don't know how you can watch his playoffs and say that because he has been physical. Like, and his sweet spot, if you go look at his advanced numbers, like every time he shoots that long two, you know, that I tell every player is the worst shot in basketball. That's his statistical best shot besides right. dunking. Like he's like a 60% shooter from out there right inside the three-point line that I absolutely hate when players do that. But that's yeah. his bread and butter. And besides right. that, he's been physical. He's gotten like, I know they'll knock him on a couple games of the Nuggets where only had two or three rebounds. But every other game and every series, he's been very impactful around the rim and I wouldn't say he's attacking but when he has the <laughs> opportunity he goes through it like he, he he's been to the free throw line I mean he was at the free throw line 10 times tonight right so I I don't know I I just think the zone's the wrong way to go I'm curious if because like we we're saying with none you put none in the starting lineup I mean that's a worse defender than what Drogic is I would not be shocked to see Spo start Iggy and Whoa. Have, Jimmy, have Jimmy just bring the ball up. Your offense is dead. Like he, It's just kind of what you – like if you think what you no. need to stick with the Lakers is help hold them defensively, then it might be an option. He might go with that. He literally can choose whatever he wants because it's not like any of us are going to expect anything out of – whoever this person is. So he can literally just choose and be like, yeah, we'll see this works. And no one's going to blame him for it. No one's going to say if he starts none or Iggy and they lose by 25, it was because he started them. <laughs> like, it's going to be like, okay, Drogic was injured. You got to do what you got to do. Like, so I, it just kind of interests me if they want to stick with the same offensive flow style, you go with none. Or if you're more worried about them getting off to that, you know, shooting start, towards halfway through the first and through the second, then maybe you start more defensive-minded with Iggy. Yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I just don't agree with it. Um, but we'll wrap up soon. Um, I kind of want to give two takeaways real quick. How, what what do the Lakers have to do uh, to win the next game? I know that's probably the easiest one. But what is Miami uh, – what, what do they need to do to win? And, and I'll go with the Lakers. Uh, that way kind of give you a second to think about it. Um, but with the Lakers, I, I think you, 
Honestly, this is the stupidest answer. You just do what you just did. <laughs> you literally just do. You you run the ball through LeBron and AD, and you make sure that you run your offense through them. It, their offense is not hard. They have guys that are on the outside that want to just shoot, and they want Anthony Davis and LeBron James to do all the other work, creating the offense, the dribble drive, kick if needed. It's that simple. And I, as long as they're able to play defense, such as having Dwight Howard being on BAM and just kind of giving AD some time off of BAM and being on Jay Crowder or whatnot, I think that's probably the most important thing because it allows AD to relax a little bit. So I know it's a cop-out answer, and I know that's probably the, the easiest <laughs> answer. But what do you – do you have any insightful stuff for the um, for the Lakers to continue to do? For the Lakers or for the yeah. Heat? For the Lakers, we'll, we'll do the Heat in a second. For the Lakers, you continue to hunt Harrow and Duncan Robinson and pick and roll. And that's like you just destroy them. That's all you have to do. And if Miami's not going to help, then it's just LeBron at the rim every time. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he almost makes that look too easy. Like he, he's, he's searching it. Like whenever they're on the court, he, he like the, even if Vogel has called a set play, he scratches the play and just calls for the player to come up. He did it probably half a dozen or more times tonight, or they just do it automatically. They just say, Hey, if heroes in the game comes at the high ball screen or side screen, either one. That's what they're going to continue to do over and over and over. Poor Hero is going to—he's going to have right. a very uh, um, his next couple months off between next season is probably going to pu- be purely rehab after this year. <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's give uh, our last takes real quick, and these will be just on uh, the Heat. What do the Heat need to do to win Game Two? And I and I know Drogic, we're saying. It, it, Potentially more than likely out for the series. We don't know yet, but that's what it's looking for. Bam, we'll say Bam's back. Let's say he gets his shoulder um, back to square one, and then as well as uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. So, um, yeah. you want to go first? Sure, go I'll go. Go ahead. I'll, gi- I'll give you a second this time so you don't have to cop out again. <laughs> <laughs> that was thought out. That was the best. Score more points than the other team. Yeah, it was bad. Good, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, not go 11 for 35 from three is the obvious answer. But with the Laker defense, I'm not sure how much that improves. So, to me, if the Heat get to the uh, free throw line 30-plus times, they'll be in the game to me. They only got to it 14 times, and they're a good free throw shooting team. So, if they're able to get to the line in game two, 25 to 30-plus free throws, that's telling me they're in their offensive rhythm, right? And the Lakers are having to try to chase them. So that's what I would look for. If I were the Heat, I would try to be super aggressive. That's hard to do when, yes, you get by KCP and Danny Green pretty easy, but standing right behind them is LeBron, Dwight, and AD. So it's easier said than done, but you've got to get to the line or at least attempt to, you've got to try to get them in foul trouble or get those easy points where you can take a little break. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you where yours is completely wrong because there's a guy over there. He's balding on top and he can't admit it. 
His name is LeBron. <laughs> Him and the referees, same team. They don't call a, they don't call fouls on LeBron after a certain point. So if he gets to four, they don't call the fifth or sixth on him anymore. So your strategy will not work on getting LeBron out of the game. Well, so, you're not going to get LeBron out, but you can at least get to the free throw line. Yeah, but you need LeBron out of the game if you're going to work on that strategy. Uh, <laughs> I think people have been trying that since 2003, and it's just never worked. Yeah, you can get you can get Dwight Howard out of the game, but you can't get uh, yeah. LeBron. Uh, but all right, so get, I'll give you mine. Is the the Heat uh, if they're semi healthy, which I, I think they will be? Um, I think what they need to do is they need to go to that zone. And the reason I say that is they were out rebounded and they're outsized by the Lakers. And so if you look at the the stats on this, the team stats, they had the Lakers had forty five defensive rebounds. That's probably because Miami wasn't shooting as well. But that's to uh, Miami's 31. Nine offensive rebounds to Miami's five. So they're getting out-rebounded. They're not on the boards as much. So I think what that does is I think that zone helps you. And I think that it limits kind of exposure to some of these guys who, such as Tyler Hero, who isn't a great defender. Duncan Robinson not a great defender. That's probably the whole reason they went in that Celtics series to the zone. So I'd say go go to that. But on offense, they need to push the ball. And that's why I think Kendrick Nunn just slides into the starting lineup there and push the ball. You have a bunch of young guys on this team. So on rebounds, you have to kick and go. LeBron does not want to go fast. When he gets going fast, obviously he's the best player on the court because you can't stand in front of him because you'll die, and you can't get up there with him because he's bigger man than most anybody else that can get up that high. So you don't, they're not, they don't want to do that. LeBron wants to play a nice, easy, old-school kind of game, and the flow just kind of needs to come natural. But if you can push the momentum and push possessions and maybe create where you're not having to go into figuring out, you know, pick and rolls, have Duncan come off of a, a nice pick and then shot, three-pointer if you don't have to do that all the time and you get those easy layups that is how you beat this this lakers team because you're not going to outsize them because they always have javel mcgee and dwight howard if need be but if you can somehow make them downsize and go small which they're probably better at but ad hates playing the five i think you might be able to get a chance to run up and down especially if you're losing somebody like Drogic, who is more the floor general and kind of keeps the flow of the game if you give it to none, he can kind of speed up and down the court. So I don't know. Um, what do you think about my my take on that? I I couldn't be um, more opposite on you on the zone. <laughs> <laughs> because statistically, I mean, it's proven from any level of basketball, elementary, middle school, high school, college. When you play zone, you give up more offensive rebounds. Like, it's just, it's just true. Like, it's proven true. You give up more offensive rebounds in a zone. And the whole pushing it up, it, I agree with that. The more you score early in a shot clock, usually the better shots you get. That's just proven. The longer, the deeper you go in the shot clock, the harder the shots are. And usually it's a bailout shot. So, yes, I agree. They need to push and get into offense earlier so they can get better shots sooner instead of waiting. But... Here's this thing where I don't agree is that the Lakers do love to push it 
and they have done it all all playoffs. They love to even push it off of a made basket. Like they're looking for the run out outlets off of made baskets through their point guard sweep in or LeBron's running up the uh, sideline before it's even through the net. So I want them to push for the 76ers because I think that makes for a more entertaining game of back and forth. I think that's more fun than just staying around and just praying that things go in with two seconds remaining on the shot clock. But the the zone thing, I just, I get it by hiding the bad individual defenders, but I think that's basically bailing out the Lakers shooters. So I would, I would stick to what I did with man over help on LeBron and AD. And just, if I lose because the other guys are hitting threes, then that, okay. Like I, that's fine. <laughs> like I'll live with that. I'll live with losing to the role players. Yeah. And- so I'm glad you see it my way. I know I'm the, the better, smarter <laughs> guy here. Uh, no, I, I do agree uh, that, man, that you do give up a little bit, but I think it just, you know, maybe give them a few wrinkles of zone here and there just to kind of change it up and keep them thinking. Um, so maybe not be in zone the whole entire time. I'm not saying that, but I think they need to just change up stuff. Just kind of if you want to throw something weird at them just for – a possession or two just to give them a different look, that's fine. But I think they're going to have to outthink the Lakers and outplay them, such as speeding up the flow of the game because LeBron wants to have so much control over this game that you have to make sure that you kind of get it out of his hands because when he has the rhythm and the flow of the game going, there's no better player. And uh, and so you have to make sure you're keeping um, – you're, I guess you're pushing – the limits on you know keeping him out of control so you know what i think would be super fun to see which we probably won't is a box and one on lebron (laughs) 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 i think that'd be super fun if you're gonna go zone why not just go all the way chase lebron around you always have someone there to help on his drives and then i mean you're basically forfeiting every shot around the perimeter but Come on, like Dragic's out, Jimmy Butler's ankles probably rolled pretty good. Like he's going to be hobbled and bam, shoulder. If he has a shoulder sprain, like there goes his shot. So you're playing with house money. Like <laughs> just right. throw everything to the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, I agree, uh, and I think that uh, I think that's a great idea. Put Solomon Hill as the one in the boxing one, and let that beautiful hair just flow as he's chasing <laughs> LeBron all night long. I want to see it. I would love it. I think it would be fun. I also want some Myers Leonard minutes. Yeah, his so his ankle uh, is not coming back like they like they think. Um, he was on a podcast said that. He's just like, it's just not coming back like he hoped it would. So that's Boom. why we haven't seen him. Boo. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. But he said that's the reason he is uh, cheering the most is because he feels like he can't help the team any other way but cheer. So uh, unfortunate for that guy. But, nice uh, guy. Good for him. Yeah, but that's all I have. I'm going to run through the this stuff real quick just to make sure if anybody just joined us late um, who the winner actually was. Um, it was – man, I just clicked off of that screen. Sorry, guys. Uh, it was Woody 
at Graywood underscore three. He went 25-11-7, and LeBron was 25-13-9, so he was four-point total off. Um, and then there's another guy, Stevie, Shot Clock Steve. He's at Shot Clock Steve. He was 23-11-9. He was also four off. Uh, there was a tie. Uh, the tiebreaker was the point since he nailed it right on the head, and so that's who it went to. So, uh, so congrats to him. He gets a gift card, uh, courtesy of the lead and the locker room. So, what uh, was what was the prize? Was it like Applebee's or something? I think it was uh, two two for one at uh, Applebee's. Uh, <laughs> but you had to pay for you pay for two, you get one. It was weird. Oh, doesn't cover doesn't cover your apps? Uh, no, no apps that night. Only on Thursdays. You're only can go on Thursday between seven and seven thirty. <laughs> non refundable. Yes. <laughs> no, it was a gift card to the NBA store. So uh kudos to the locker room and the lead teaming up um uh, and doing that. But that's all I have. Do you have anything else, Ryan? I don't. Let's just hope we have a couple of games are interesting because this could get really depressing really fast from an overall pretty entertaining bubble and playoffs overall. And it would be a bummer for it to end like just in a four game blasting and uh, very excited to hear the LeBron ratios about if they sweep this team, how it wasn't real that I'm waiting for. Cause you know, that's <laughs> happening and it's probably already started in your mind from you. You've already started an outline. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to figure out uh, something. What what reason that LeBron is not the best ever uh, when they win this? Um, I'll have to figure that out. I will figure it out, but it might take time. Um, but that's all we have today. We are the Free Basketball Guys. Uh, we are part of the lead. Um, you can find the lead over at the lead um, at the lead SM. You can find us at Free Basketball Three on Twitter as well. But uh, we do a podcast, uh, put it out every Monday or Tuesday, depending on how the uh, the NBA games are. Uh, Ryan is the brains behind it. I'm just um, the nobody, <laughs> so I'm just on. So if y'all have anything uh, else, feel free to speak up. If not, we will see y'all next time. We're going to start doing these more often and try to be part of uh, the locker room with uh, free basketball. So, uh, But congrats on the winner tonight. Good job, Woody. You're my favorite. Would have a good day. Bye. Enjoy, chill, enjoy chilies. <laughs>